This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We're all out of basketball teams here. Actually, we're not completely. In the state of North Carolina, in the Triangle, we're out of basketball teams. But in the ACC, we've got one left. Just one. And it was the team I thought was the best team from start to finish in the ACC, the University of Miami. Jim Laranaga's team is still kicking. Of course, they get Houston in the Sweet 16. I wish you guys luck. Let's see if West Durham feels like the... Hurricanes have a shot. Wes, we're, all, we're we're out of basketball here in the in the state of North Carolina. Been out he, of basketball for a while. That's what you you're well, really saying. Even the women, the we lost both uh, Carolina I, and Duke that, yesterday. Now that that was surprising. That yeah, was surprising. Somewhat. I mean, it wasn't a great year uh, even for uh, even for them. I know Duke's record uh, was great, and they got a four seed, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but it seemed like every time I turned around when they played a good team, they lost. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know why that go. was. But that's uh, we're do- so we're done. Like we we've already given. Did you bring me on here to talk basketball? Or yes. you want to talk about tips from the team? Uh, or what are we doing? See, here? I was thinking that now that basketball is over, because I know you're playing off tomorrow. You should do that. You should give us West West Durham's golf tips. A stroke saver, if you will. Oh, I would be just piling on somebody else, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> I gave you an IG. If you follow me on Instagram and you follow my stories, <sighs> I gave you last night, me at the PGA Tour Superstore, which, by the way, I hear there's one coming to your area. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. I've been told by authorities within the corporate heading of the PGA Tour Superstore that there is a PGA Tour Superstore coming to Raleigh. Excellent. And when- I will just tell you, you will soon learn while I call it the crack house. <laughs> Dude, here's my, my problem is that, like, I have so little time to play. I would only Dude, go there to buy clothes. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you go in there and you get out for less than 100 bucks, you consider yourself lucky. All right, man. Unsca- my wife, Vicky, will say, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go to the superstore. She goes, oh, no. And I write, yep, that'll cost you $100. <laughs> so, right. anyway. She's bankrolling it. Very nice. Yeah. Um just on basketball real quick. Okay. You have a theory. Is it too young? It was just one of those years. Last year we overcame it. Uh, Duke had Paulo Bancaro and some other good players. And, sure. Um, uh, Carolina was on a heater at the end. Miami's been Six good. Six weeks of a heater. Right. Yes. And Miami's good, too. Miami's good yes. this year, too. Um, mm-hmm. But that was basically it. And this year we just didn't have the postseason success. Uh, any theories? <sighs> Well, first of all, I think we have finally have to respect if they're going to continue to use the net, we can, as my grandfather used to say, we can bitch and gripe about it all we want to, but if they're still going to use it, you ought to own up to what it is and react accordingly, right? right? And we have to remember that the, the net measures every game as a slice of pie. It's not holding one game over another. Right. So what you can't do is you can't go and have a bad non-conference season. Right. And you've got to schedule people. You can't beat 300s, okay? Right. And here's the other thing, too. You can't have 300s in your league. You can't have <laughs> 200s in your league. Uh-huh. And this year, the net put, for the most part, three teams, 225 or worse, for a majority of the season. Not the conference season, the whole damn season. Right. And so we got to get teams from the bottom to be better. 
And the ACC, twofold here. And aren't we fortunate that this has all happened within the window frame of the 20-game conference schedule? Yes. Which we all loved. Remember, <laughs> we all loved it. Who did? I and for it. good reason. I hate it. You did. Did you really? Yes, I've never liked it, ever. Okay. I, l- well, fewer conference games is better than more. Well, and here's another element to it. I don't know that we can go back, but we certainly got to look at the rotations. Well, why we can't we look- go back? I mean, we can't go back. We, we did it well, be- for inventory. you can't go back because it's, because it's part of that GOR that you've got to 2036. Right, but but wasn't it? Uh, oh, so that's all tight end. You have to stay at twenty conference games well, for basketball. You, you have you have go- well. We are talking about revenue. You and I occasionally yeah. in this process. Yes, that is part of the revenue plan. I'm sure. So you can't go back. All right, because my my feeling was that if replacing these games, because it's a guaranteed loss for somebody. So why would you guarantee yourself losses? Um, why would well, what you also have to do, AG, is you've got to think about your non-conference schedule too. And as I've said, you know, give Kevin Keats credit, give Mark Godfrey more credit, his predecessor, because Mark Godfrey actually had a plan when we had the RPI. He right. knew who you could play and couldn't play. Right. Right. Yes. And other coaches, Brad Brownell and I've had long conversations about RPI as opposed to net and things like that. There's still that one piece of the net, as I've told you, I'm not totally comfortable with because I think there's something they're not telling us. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we can't be bad, and you've got to win your non-conference games. Uh, the Big 12 had an 80% win rate in non-conference play. Yeah. 80%. The ACC was in the 60s all year long. Yeah, and they you lost to some the, bad teams. Some, and you set right. the table, by the way, for your league long before you ever got to the league. Correct. That's the problem that the net has created with the ACC. So, unfortunately, I think you've got to look at your rotations in conference play you got to make sure good plays good. Mm. But then again, preseason 14 was in the hunt for the regular season. Preseason 10 was a third seed in the tournament. So be careful how you create the rotations. But you've got to go back and look at that, and you've also got to win your non-conference games against quality opponents as well. I, I agree. The reason I don't lie, never liked 20 it was because if you weren't going to get to a full round robin, then you we could just be we can accomplish what we want by being better and and less rigid in scheduling. So, and I had this idea a long time ago was you take your best teams and you make sure that they're playing your best teams, create the best television package. And I you have totally the, agree. And you have then you have the middle, you have the middle play uh kind of a mix of the middle and the bottom and yeah, you play some of the some of the better teams uh mm-hmm. cuz you want to create the best possible records for you. The bigger problem this year was that Louisville was horrendous. Florida State injured and horrendous, bad, right? Horrendous. Uh, and Boston for, College for the most part. Yeah, but Georgia they, Tech. They became Georgia better. Tech, I agree. They did. BC had a chance to go above five hundred at the end. That so is correct. That, to Win me, that games. was the bigger issue. Uh, schedule better outside of the league. Obviously, I don't. Louisville's not going to be that bad again, right? 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 I I, I'm not going to say. Here's, I made a promise to myself last week. <laughs> I'm not going to say anybody's going to be anything this year. Okay. <laughs> because I clearly I clearly don't know now. And that's fine. I'm okay right. with the new college basketball once I you know got it sorted out, I guess. But when you mentioned Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, those were the three worst teams in the ACC right. based on the net 
majority of the year, Louisville spent more often than not in the 300s and right. deep into the 300s. Georgia Tech was 250 to 300 most of this year. Florida State was 210 to 290 yep. most of this year. You can't live in that neighborhood. No, that just can't happen. That's Southland now, Conference neighborhood. All right, let me go to one pocket theory here real quick. Sure. I don't think Conference USA is crazy for what they do, where they hold their schedule for three weekends a year, and they kind of schedule teams against each sure. other. I actually like that idea, and I think that's one. If the net cannot be more congruent to the ACC, the ACC needs to do it. Well, because here's the story, and this goes to your point about the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and we're moving the SEC deal into the same time mm-hmm. of the calendar, not into January where they had the Big 12. I think, personally, that's a mistake. You ought to play it in January yep. if you can. They're not going to do that. They're going to play it between Thanksgiving and the football championship game like they've done for however many years. But I think then you have to react accordingly by saying, then this is what we're going to do. We're going to take three Saturdays the first three Saturdays in February, and we're going to play the teams in staggered formation over those three Saturdays that are against each other because what's that going to do? It's going to give you a chance to play teams that are going to be quad ones if we're going to keep that concept alive, whatever the case may be. Yeah, look, th- th- I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Also, to jazz, make the schedule more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you and I are both uh, fans of English football. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, how about like an FA Cup style thing, uh, where this would allow? Let's just say West Ham gets relegated, because mm-hmm. it might happen. Right. I know you're a West Ham fan. I'm just sorry to. Uh, to That's to, fine. To poke. Go ahead. Just keep rubbing it in. That's fine. <laughs> you know, give them, a, but just create a, a system where you're playing for a cup within the season, right? Sure. With just to create more excitement and also. You get teams who are playing better, maybe, yep. and give them additional games against better teams within your league. Maybe you can go back to a 16-game schedule and have something like that within your league. And then maybe, even when you get to the conference tournament, there's not 15 teams that show up, That's but maybe eight. And unfortunately, I think we have to be able to go comfortably outside the box, Adam. And we have to understand that this is the way the game is now going to be played. It's not going to be played in the traditional format of the past. And college basketball is basically, I mean, it's an open box now. We're getting ready to see things. I mean, look, we're talking about going to 96 teams, which is just, to me, I get it. And it's about, don't forget how much money the organization is making in these three and a half weeks now. Yep. More than three-quarters of their budget is being churned out in these three-and-a-half weeks. You know that better than I do. I mean, you know. You talk to those people. Yep. And so, 96, why why are we going to go to 96? Because guess what the NCAA can do? Make more money. They think they can. I don't know know how much more money they can make because I'm not sure how much more CBS and Turner are willing to pay for some of these games. But they're going to put it on Paramount Plus, Coach. Uh, maybe, yeah. Ooh, no, gosh. No, that's I. Hey, mm. you, you, no, no, absolutely. Well, get me watching Champions League. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, who, where, where else am I going to get Napoli Inter? So wait till the ninety-first <laughs> seed team makes it to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> you saw what Tobin Anderson did, right? 
Oh, yes. Look. Two in barbecue in the tournament, Netcats coaching Iona. Good for him, man. Hey, hey. I, I tell you what, nobody says more words in 10 seconds than Tobin Anderson. <laughs> Look, it's it's Cinderella for not only the players and the teams, but the coaches, too. Absolutely. So good for Absolutely. Uh, good, good. Like anybody that can improve, uh, you know, their lot, their stature in life. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Rick, Rick Patino. I, I, I do want to talk to you about that in a second. <laughs> Well, let's just do this. Let's just do this now. He's going to restore St. John's to greatness based on academics, Wes, and culture. All right. Okay, where do you want me to start? Anywhere you like. Okay, first of all, he signed a six-year deal, which will make him 76 years old at the end of that deal coaching St. John's. He's going to coach until he can't breathe I, anymore. I totally agree. I feel very comfortable telling you that the human victory cigar, Stephen Masiello, will be one of his assistants. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. and that was his nickname when he was a walk-on oh, really? <laughs> at Kentucky. Wow. Because he only came into the games that the Cats were winning comfortably. He Excellent. was the human victory cigar. Nice. And Masiello was a ball boy at the Garden when Patino coached the Knicks. <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. And Ma- Masiello had an uh, interesting abrupt end to his Manhattan career. Um, as head coach. Right. Maybe you also might remember, and you can Google this later at your office or place of business, Google Masiello in South Florida to see how that ended. Okay. Um, <laughs> the in USF, basically, he was being hired as a basketball coach at USF. Okay. Um, look, Rick Pitino is a showman mm-hmm. in the best and sometimes the worst ways. But Chris Mullen, Mark Jackson, Walter Berry, do I Willie Glass, remember those great I names? I do. I do. Are we are we expecting that to come back through the door at Carnesecca Arena? R- and Ron MSG? Artest. Ron Artest. I mean, uh-huh. are we expecting that? Bill Wennington. Look, I grew up watching St. John's basketball. I know you did. So it's great. It's got an yeah. unbelievable tradition. But this is a different Big East than the one he coached at Providence. It's a it's a different Big East. The city schools across the country do not do well anymore. St. John's. I wish Ed Cooley all the luck in the world turning Georgetown into something again. It is yeah. so hard to do with city schools. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't really have a great answer. I have a I, I sort of have an answer for St. John's. They used to have an advantage at St. John's. Because they were allowed to provide money to kids in lieu of housing, because they had no housing, because That's there right. was the basketball players couldn't live on it. There was no campus, so yes. there was no, there were no dorms. So mm-hmm. they would basically say, "This is what it would cost for you to live here. Here's this money." So all those kids were from Queens, so yep. they all stayed home mm-hmm. and they pocketed the money, which was legal back then. So. That St. John's has, they built dorms. Now St. John's doesn't have a team. So, again, times are just very different. These kids don't stay in the city anymore. They all leave town. They all go somewhere I, else. I think that he will impact the Big East. Oh, he'll, he'll go fine there. As I understand, Ed Cooley's move is based on the landscape of Providence College mm-hmm. more than it is anything else. Yep. And it has to do with the world we now live in more than anything else that five years ago we didn't have, and that's name, image, and likeness and the money involved in it. Yep. And again, as I've told you before, I think we've had this discussion in longer form, there's some institutions that are just not going to play. 
they they're going. We're mm-hmm. going to have a team, and here's our team, and we appreciate everything you've done. Oh, seven figures to hand out to players? Nope, we're not doing that. And I'm not surprised at all that Providence College, a non-football private institution, is doing that. Yeah. To be honest with you, Adam, I'm not. Right, I agree with you. And I think Georgetown, by the way, had to get in the game if they wanted and to I, be big time. Yeah. Well, and Georgia Tech. Well, that just was, started I was doing ask you it that. three weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I know Damon Stoudemire um, mm-hmm. has been kind of this rising star in coaching. I think that's a very good hire for mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. If, if he does well there, I don't expect him to be there very long. But right. Georgia Tech is a place that you can win. They should be able to do well. at. It yeah. should be a, an NCAA tournament team pretty much every year, no? It should, but I will say this. The institution itself, the athletic department itself, I give Jay Bat a lot of credit coming in here in the fall as the new athletics director and now assessing things in a very rapid fashion in order to make a football change and a basketball change, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Jay has come in here and looked at what Georgia Tech wasn't doing as much as what they were doing, and I think he moved fast. People have asked me for the last 10 days, how did Damon Stoudemire get hired in 90 hours? Well, the reason <laughs> Damon Stoudemire got hired in 90 hours is because Jay Bat knew he had to have a guy Monday because if he didn't have a guy last Monday, he might lose his whole roster by right. Wednesday. Absolutely. And then if you don't have a guy within a week, you might not be a factor in the portal. So you couldn't wait around on some of these other guys. And he made a smart, shrewd hire in time, and he probably got him at the right rate. That's the Mm -hmm. other part Georgia Tech had to consider, and that's how Brent Key probably ended up with as much momentum as he did, winning four games knowing he wasn't going to cost him $5 million a year to be the football coach, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. And I think there is some logic in this, but you're right. If they win, you got to have the money to back them. But Georgia Tech did not have an NIL dollar on their football team or their basketball team last year, yeah. Adam. Not a dollar. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's the long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan. If you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Cost of doing business. You got to get in the game, man. If right. we're going to play this game, we got to get in the game. Are you ready for and spring? Then promise football? not to take our shirt off. <laughs> okay, awesome. See, I don't have a problem with that. He wasn't embarrassing for a, a guy no. in his 50s, right? Nados hey. is in his 50s. He's repped by the same guy that reps me. I like Eric Musselman a lot. I don't know that I've yeah, done it. Of course, it America Eric wouldn't Musselman. want me to do it. I, yeah. I misspoke. I said Nados. It's Eric Musselman, who, Eric by Musselman. the way, is a dynamite basketball coach. Very good basketball coach and, you know, grew up the son of a coach. Bill Musselman uh, was a his savant. Dad, his dad was a savant. And Eric, at times, you look at that basketball team he's got, you see a lot of his old man in it. But then again, I can relate to that. I get told that a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, where Are you going to any spring football? Uh, no, I'm not going to do any spring football games, uh, despite the fact the ACC, I think, is playing nine of them on one day. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we, uh, Vicky and I scheduled a, uh, a little vacation that weekend before we knew that they were going to play 
35 spring football games. They're 19, <laughs> just so everybody knows, they're 19 ACC and SEC spring games on the same day. I will miss, 19. I will miss all 19 of them proudly. Yeah, I, I look, I, I'm excited for where football's going. I'm really excited to see kind of year two with Elko. Also really excited to see Robert and I and Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And the Carolina, if the Carolina comeback is to be built, I understand where you are offensively. I now want to see where you are defensively in year two with Chiz. Yeah, defense. What is that? We haven't seen it in a while. We haven't seen it since Butch Davis. No offense, but we haven't seen defensive football here in Chapel Hill since Butch Davis. Meanwhile, tomorrow <laughs> at 930, Wes's tips from the tee. will not be on social media. Top flight stroke saver, I dare you. I dare you, West Durham. If if I do it, you will will air it on your show. I will. I will. It'll be Monday because I'm going on an eighth grade uh, voyage to Washington, D.C. Let's let's just hope. Are you going to stop in and say hello to Ed Cooley? I might. We might we we might venture out to Georgetown. You gonna take you gonna take the kids down to College Park? Show them. No, around? no, no. We're not doing that. That's not in DC. We're gonna be I right on the mall. I said, are you taking the kids no. down to College Park? The eighth graders need to see where Adam Gold cut his teeth in American sports media. I could, I'm, I could show them that. I could, uh, I could also show them some places I frequented in Georgetown, them, and then take them yeah. to the other place you go need to, to take them to. Go to Foggy Bottom. For a little no, bit, we'll be good. No, spend no, some time in Foggy Bottom. Where you and SVP used to buy pictures. Uh, oh yes, no, the, the Rendezvous Inn does no longer exist. I think Scotty was more of a, a Bentley's filling station. He was guy. a Bentley's. Guy. I was not he a was. Bentley's guy. I actually, Why is that? I, it's just it was too high class for me. I was Stop. I was not a high class uh, guy in uh, in college. I always like to go to Reardon's in Annapolis. Oh, that's a that's Annapolis is a great place. Yeah, it is. Love it. Absolutely. Also, Carroll's Creek Cafe in Annapolis. I hadn't been there. Pre-mark. Now I got to go. There now go. I got to go. West Durham, you're the Be best, well. man. Peace. Take care, guys. Take See you care. soon. Thanks, Adam. You're the best. West Durham is great. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.